minutes. Hey, you made it. It's the very first episode of The Six Minutes. I'm your host, Castro. The Six Minutes is a new YouTube show slash podcast that brings you 16 minutes of content. Each episode has three six-minute segments. So we're going to keep this nice, short, and sweet just to give you information that you need. The six minutes is urban news from a Torontonian perspective. That's right. That's from my perspective. You know what I mean? Whether it's about the music, people who make the music, the news, and people who make the news, our topics aim to solicit an emotion or an opinion from you. Only through dialogue and the sharing of emotions can we succeed in taking the culture much higher. Hey. For the very first episode, the three topics we're going to look at today is number one, Toronto gun violence. If you haven't heard, it's bad. Number two, state of hip hop. And the last one, we're going to bring it back to Toronto for this one. And we're going to talk about the flood of 2018. Let's start with Toronto gun violence. Gun violence in Toronto is not new. In 2017, we saw one of the worst years for gun violence in Toronto that we've ever seen, ever. It was so bad in Toronto in 2017, they coined Toronto 2017 summer of the summer of the gun. I mean, here's Toronto's 2017 gun violence by the numbers. In 2017, Toronto had 375 shootings, which resulted in 565 victims. It's a lot of victims, you know what I mean? Out of those 61 murders, 39 of them was by the gun. To date, only 18% of those shooting occurrences have been solved. Here's some videos of some of the brazen shootings we saw in Toronto. A gunman walks through the Libertarian Public House, a bar near Queen and Sherburn Street, and lets loose a barrage of bullets on the back patio that killed a 32-year-old man. Four others were also injured in that shooting. In the second example, two gunmen emptied their weapons, killing Anthony Soares, a close friend of the Toronto-born rapper Drake, as he stood inside the front doors of a Scarborough high-rise. Wow, it's getting crazy. Let's fast forward to 2018. In 2018, we've had 285 shooting occurrences, resulting in 37 deaths. That's two away from all the deaths we had from shootings last year. And those who live in Chicago are saying, that's not a lot. But for a city like this, it's a lot. We're not a big city. That's a 42% increase in the number of shootings and deaths that we've seen so far year to date. Here's a fun fact. Not really fun at all, but here's a fun fact. That's 13% more victims being shot during these shooting occurrences than we've had before. That means the shooters are getting better at shooting. I mean, they ain't missing. They're not missing. They're getting better at shooting. Here's a clip from 2018 just to illustrate how brazen these shootings have gotten. Take a look at this. Roll the clip. A man was standing near 184 River Street smoking a cigarette. He was approached by two men. One of the men was wearing an all-white hoodie that covered his face. He held a gun to the back of the man's head and appeared to pull the trigger on the firearm. The firearm didn't discharge. But what's messed up about this is the two men immediately turned around and walked away. The man appears to be unaware of anything occurring. He didn't know. That's crazy. That's brazen. So what do we do to fix this? Well, I've got five things that I'm going to suggest on how we fix this. 
I'm looking for your comments and feedback to let me know if I'm on the right path or if I know what I'm talking about. Here are my five ways of fixing Toronto gun violence. Number one, sensible gun laws. We need to reduce the access to dangerous weapons. It's too easy. Number two, invest in employment opportunities. Nothing stops a bullet better than a job. Trust me. Number three, invest in social programs for at-risk youths. Seems easy to me. Give the kids something to do, then they won't pick up a gun, right? Number four, community members need to stand up and take back their communities. It's your community. Number five, the police need to become members of the community rather than community enforcers. We need you to be part of this. Those are my top five ways of how I would take care of gun violence. Let me know if I'm on the right track. Leave a comment below. Um, let me know your feedback. Let's move on to the next topic. The next topic we're going to look at is the state of hip-hop. Let's start with the death of XXXTentacion. It's important we start there. X was a young kid out in Florida doing music, well-gifted, well-troubled, but he represents the state of the culture. X was killed in Florida for merely 50K. Now, whether or not the gunman knew he had it on him or didn't, it's not important. The fact that he was killed, X even foreshadowed his own death like many of the greats before him. Let's take a look at the video. Worst thing comes to worst, I fucking die a tragic death or some shit and I'm not able to see out my dreams. I at least want to know that the kids perceived my message and were able to make something of themselves and able to take my message and use it and turn it into something positive and to, to at least have a good life. I at least, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna die or ever be a sacrifice, I wanna make sure that my life made at least five million kids happy. Or they found some sort of answers or resolve in my life, regardless of the negative around my name, regardless of, of the bad things people say to me, I don't give a fuck. Because I know my goal in the end and I know what I want for everyone and I know what my message is. So I just wanted to say, I appreciate and love all of you, and I believe in you all. Do not let your depression... Does this sound familiar? Tupac. Biggie. Stack bundles. Chinch drugs. You see the pattern yet? Rappers are dying at an alarming rate. This is not new. The rappers that are dying are the ones that are glorifying gun violence, drug use. It's all in the lyrics. That's all you hear. This isn't new. Gang violence have always been part of the hip-hop culture. What's the difference then? The difference is back then we had variety of music. We weren't stuck with hearing the same thing over and over again. Today's world, if you want to find good music, you have to go search for it. Back then, we had diversity. We had gangster rap. We had soulful rap. We had uplifting rap. We had Black Panther power rap. We had music with a message. Today, it's very, very hard to find music with a message. For a culture that was built on sounding unique and having your own style, why does everybody seem like they're doing the same things over and over again? Where has the uniqueness gone? Where has the style gone? Where are the days when being unique was worn like a badge of honor? You didn't want to bite anybody. You just wanted to be unique. Where are those days gone? Long gone are the days where we had variety in content, and we had variety in music, 
now we're in the rap era of sound alike so-and-so to get your stream up, yo. Hey, did I just drop a bar? I think I just dropped a bar. <laughs> but for real. I would like to challenge all up-and-coming rappers for the state of the culture. Wear your uniqueness like a badge. Experiment with new sounds. Don't follow what's hot. What's hot's only what's hot. Sure, but why don't you try and make something that you created hot? When's the last time a rapper's done that? Let's do that. I know, I know, I understand. That alone is not going to stop the culture of violence that is surrounded by hip-hop. But what that will do, it's create an environment where that culture of violence can cease to exist over time. So let's go for that. Let's bring back the uniqueness and better content in hip-hop. You don't all have to be gangster rappers, but we need some gangster rappers. You don't all have to be Della Soul, but we need some Della Soul. You don't all have to be Run DMC or Public Enemy or KRS-One, but we need KRS-One. You don't all have to be trap rappers. Let's move on to the next segment, Toronto Flood. Let's lighten it up a little bit. Hey, in August, the skies opened up and the rains came down and Toronto was hit with a tsunami of water. I'm going to show you some of the images from that night and then we're going to talk a little bit about how we can prevent this from happening. On that very fateful night, when the skies opened up and the rains came, traffic stopped to a halt. Buildings in Toronto had waters pouring out of the walls. Water was everywhere. I'm not even exaggerating. We're going to show you some of these clips in a second. Not only that, there was power outages, street closures all over the downtown core. You couldn't go anywhere. It was a real, real weird night. Here are some of the sights and sounds from that night as promised. Yeah, we got across the street here in Toronto. Oh my God! I feel like I'm fucking... Here you go, Liz. Oh my god. Here you go, Liz. Crazy, right? This is not just a Toronto problem. This is a North American problem. This is a world problem. But we're seeing it more in North America. When you look at Flint, Michigan, with the water crisis over there, when you look at infrastructure literally crumbling right in front of our eyes, you see that we have a problem. Well, what's going on then? Well, politicians are now diverting money away from social programs or infrastructure programs, and they're putting it into things that are designed to get them reelected. It's very self-serving. So all the programs that we're seeing happening now is how can I get reelected programs? And that is a state of politics that I'm not 
going to get into because I don't know anything about that. But I do know what I see. They're not investing in infrastructure. And what we need to do is get our politicians to invest in infrastructure. Whether you believe in global warming or not, once those skies keep opening up like this, for a fact, this is going to be a problem for Toronto unless the infrastructure is upgraded so that we can manage the water. This is not the first flood. It won't be the last. And, you know, I wanted to leave this podcast on a little bit of a silly moment so where you can see how people act in these times. It's just a little flood and look how crazy it got. Thank you for joining me today on the very first episode of The Six Minutes. I'm your host, Castro. Check out for more episodes where we'll try and keep the topics lighter. I'll try and be a little bit more funny, you know what I mean? This is not as easy as it looks. And I thank you for joining me. Please subscribe if you like what you've seen. This is only going to get better. I promise you. A. Six Minutes. One.